It's the Ruby on Rails podcast. I'm Jeffrey Grossenbach. This is part two of a roundtable discussion about women in development from RailsConf in Portland. Cynthia, right? Yeah, so I'm Cynthia Kaiser, and I uh, work for Caltech. Um, I do um, programming, system administration, database administration. Where I cut out is if it's design, too hard. <laughs> if it involves Photoshop, I back up. <laughs> um, but I think it's interesting to hear you say that that you know people need like a little introduction to programming, and it's gonna you need a, a way around that slippery slope because it's kind of the opposite of my experience, which was you know in, in high school I took like a two week programming course and that was entertaining, it was fun, it was pretty easy. I think I was the only woman, but you know it didn't bother me one way or the other. But it was the like, what do I do from here? Eh, it wasn't obvious what I did from here, so put it away, came back to it. In college, like yeah, that was kind of entertaining, but I spent way too much time validating user input. It was just really tedious. Um, and then when the web came along, and there were like, things to say, it was all of a sudden much more obvious to me what you do with this. Right. So it wasn't, yes. you know, picking up. So it's the, a tool. It's a tool. It appealed it, to you because it was a tool. Yeah, but I am a craftsman, so I like tools for their own sake, but not sufficiently that I was willing to do it in a complete vacuum. And so when I found a, a, a group of people, I basically found a company that had a really compelling blog, way before anybody called it a blog. There was this one guy with a, with a really clear voice, and a, this is what we should do with the web. This is why the web matters. And, oh, by the way, we're hiring. <laughs> um, and so I went out to a two-week boot camp, um, picked up as much programming as I could, along with a bunch of guys who've been doing a ton of programming, and just like, oh, okay, and then this is, and I'm still trying to work through all the pieces. Like I, I know roughly that this is going to happen, um, but you know, it took me a couple months to get up to speed, but then, you know, it was fine. But it was because I finally had something that was clearly, obviously, this is what we could do with it, and. Programming is the way to get there, you know. That, that that yeah, you can do a lot of things on the web with HTML, but you can drive yourself mad that way. <laughs> you have to do a lot of things programmatically in order to be able to to really get to that. Okay, this is really interesting, and it's easy enough that we'll actually do it. No, I mean, I, I came to Rails. Um, I had a, a Microsoft Access database, so yes, I, I'm, a, I'm a closet Visual Basic developer. No longer. I'm out of the closet now. And you know, I mean, my uh, my my I was I I was waiting for an opportunity to convert this Access database into something that would be web enabled, both for for my own convenience and to expand its capability. And you know, I, I looked at web objects. I looked at um, you know, I looked at PHP, and I looked at you know. As, as much as I could, and, and basically every you know every time I did this, it was I just stopped short of you know I'm not going to commit the next six months of my life to learning this you know you know this this either either complicated or expensive or, or unpleasant looking language. And Rails came along, and it was okay. This is absolutely this is what I've been waiting for, and this is fantastic, and you know this is what I'm going to do. And but I think one of the things that's um, 
But I've always found, uh, and I've kind of come to IT through, you know, through, so, so it's not directly, you know, and it's, it's kind of only recently I've sort of admitted to myself, you know what, yeah, I am a programmer. That's that's really what I enjoy doing. I love coding. But I, I've come to it because I needed to solve problems. And, you know, and there's a huge, there is still this absolutely huge opportunity in, in IT where where we, we people within IT who know what the technology is capable of doing and the people outside of IT who have who have needs and who have problems that want to be solved, they don't, you know, they, they still do not talk to each other. Yeah. And and, and you have these people who can, develop, you know, and I I've I've consulted in companies, and it's ironic because I know they have someone sitting in the IT department two floors up who's perfectly capable of doing the work that I'm doing, but they don't know they you know they don't know what the needs of the other people in the company are, and the people in the company who don't have an IT background don't know what's capable of being done. They, right. it, it, it's not as, you know, it's, they would have no problem sitting down with the person, but they just they just don't know that it's possible. And that's mm-hmm. when that's when consultants come in and make, you know, an awful lot of money, you know, which is fine. So there's still, you know, it's, you know, at the end of the day, I think, um, and I suppose we, we talk a lot about, you know, feature-driven development versus, you know, versus the user, you know, technology-driven development versus, you know, solving people's problems. And, you know, that still has not been solved, and there is still, you know, a huge amount. So people who are um, people who are interested in, in the application of technology, which um, you know, versus the technology itself, it's not a right or wrong. But you know, people who are interested in applications are, are, are you know, really have a fantastic opportunity to, to you know, with with the knowledge of what's possible. Um, you know, the people who are who are maybe not professional programmers, but are working in various industries for you know for nonprofits who can actually say, hey, you know what, I you know I'm interested in Rails. I do it on the side, and hey, I can use it to solve this this problem. And and you know that still has not been solved. There are there is just so much work out there that can be done, and there's you know fantastic opportunities out there just because people won't you know won't sit down and talk to it, and they don't know that that. You know, they don't even know that, that a solution exists to their problem. And if they, you know, if they did, they'd go get it. But you know, there's just a huge, huge pool of that waiting, waiting to be, you know, tapped into. Absolutely. So uh, it's really interesting for me to hear the two of you talk about IT as a means to an end. Because, like, I, you know, mostly what I do is like high-level architecture, right? Big problems on making groups of people work together, right? But really. I walked into my first programming class 30 years ago, and I write that I wrote that first Fortran program, and I and I haven't been done since. Yeah. I mean, the physical act of writing code is a pleasure in the in the synapses of my brain, and and I feel like it, there's something obsessive about it. Like everyone who loves writing code, you know that feeling, mm-hmm. and and it seems like it got captured somehow in the male domain. Well, I, that, maybe that's, well, well, I don't I, think actually, that's necessarily can, can true. Introduce yourself to you. Oh, right, yeah, sorry. I'm Desi. Um, Everybody knows Desi. <laughs> I'm Desi. I work for ThoughtWorks. Uh, I also started Dev Chicks, and um, I'm just happy as hell to be listening to all the other women talk. So, I think there needs to be a Dev Chicks podcast. That's what a I Dev hope Chicks comes podcast. out of this. Yeah, actually, that, that's pretty, pretty I'll good idea. I'll set you up. All right, cool. <laughs> so um, just in response to that, like, for myself, I, I'm I'm very much like Anna and Cynthia. I in college I, I went into actually I, my dad he he uh, he admired engineers and so this was something that kind of pushed me towards engineering. But whenever I got to engineering, I realized I didn't really like engineering, so I ended up in computer science. And as it turns out, I actually really liked it. Um, but I went through a lot of stuff in college and ended up not doing it coming out of college. Uh, so I wasn't a developer straight out of college. It wasn't until um, I started doing agile development, or I started learning about agile and started realizing that there was a different way 
um, to participate in, in development. I could actually have a situation where I could have a, a communication yeah, and a yeah. collaboration. Okay. Okay. And I found that once I realized that there were that there were things that I could do that would make people's lives better because I could code, mm-hmm. that's when I really said, okay, this is definitely for me. Like, I can mm-hmm. do something that will make someone's life easier. This will make their life better. And once I can see that in a piece of software that I'm going to build, I want nothing more than to build that software. Like, that's what really drives me, is just knowing that what I'm doing is really going to help someone. And I take a pride in it, and I really, it, it just, that's what that's what gets me. Um, the coding, I love coding too, mm-hmm. but it's not, that's not what fires off yeah, for me. it's clear. Mm-hmm. It's clear. It's, in, it's really actually, interesting for me to hear yeah, that. Yeah, but I'm actually okay with the, the collaboration on code versus the collaboration on the problem. It's just that I, I'm in an environment where that's where I can, where I can get my collaboration. I came from um, molecular biology. I have a PhD in molecular biology mm-hmm. and walked away from it because I was tired of doing everything so solo. By I, think I think if I had been in other in another field of science, mm-hmm. I'd probably still be in science. You know, if I were an astronomer, because of the scale on which they work and the fact that it costs millions to build a telescope and then millions to run it for the next year. Um, they have to collaborate in ways that, that molecular biologists didn't at the time I was mm-hmm. taking my degree. Um, and so, you know, if I had, just, a, if I had a programmer like, to collaborate with, maybe I'd, I'd be there. like this. I mean, but what I have like is users who like this, and we've, we've worked to, over the last five years, mm-hmm. so, they, so they've gotten to the point that they do ask me, could the computer do that? Because I, I found people doing terrifying things by hand. Mm-hmm. They'd like take an yeah. export <laughs> of something from the database and format it by hand. I'm like, you spend how many hours every week doing that before you send it out? Why didn't you tell me? Yes, please. Exactly. You <laughs> could do that, yes. and then we could. It took me less time to change the output format than it took her to do one week's work. Mm-hmm. But she never asked yeah. because. Yeah. You know, IT isn't something that she thought she could bend to her will. Yeah, I mean, I had I had a I had a case years ago where you know they were they were printing out this this you know twenty pages of paper, and and you know you could see them circling these numbers and and adding them up on a calculator. And I just looked at this. I was like, you know, this is this is a delimited text file somewhere waiting to be parsed. You know, and, and it's it's back to that thing of yeah, she didn't know that that it was possible for that problem to be solved. And and it's you know I suppose that's you know. Yeah. And I wonder how many people would would turn on to the programming if they started to see the world that way. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that maybe that's the interesting thing. Is there like are actually probably question, some, yeah. some programmers sort of hiding out in strange admin jobs that if, if they started to see that as a text delimited file that was waiting to be parsed, they'd be like let's do that. I'd be, did, did, uh, yeah, go. I, I don't know when we have to, when yeah, the next session done. start, but yeah. I just want to bring it back to women in computing yeah. for a moment because, you know, it's great hearing all these women talk about all this computer stuff, and it would be great if these conversations could always happen. But the thing is, you know, it's like it's like what Desi said. A lot of people go and they look at something like Dove Chicks or Linux Chicks or Sisters, and they, and they think reverse discrimination. And the truth is, you know, I want to I wanna address that because I don't think it's reverse discrimination. It's like this never happens. You know, this is what male programmers have every single day. It's called normal. Yeah, this is normal. So what's normal, I mean, this is probably a little unusual for you, being in a circle where you're the only guy. When was the last time this happened? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's a little 
little weird. Mm-hmm. And that's what we have to, that's what we're in. And, and because of the way society is, it's sometimes intimidating if you're the only woman and right. you're sitting at a table with a bunch of guys, even if they're trying to be friendly. Mm-hmm. And I feel intimidated right now. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not a foot taller than you and 100 pounds heavier. You can you know? see and, if we all stand up. <laughs> and, and that's part of it. But it's also, even when guys are trying to be friendly, I think a lot of guys, you know, like at, at, in, in, in Ruby or <laughs> Open Source, they have the best social skills. They don't have the best social skills. <laughs> even when they have the best of intentions, we end up with something like Ruby Chicks. And I know Desi didn't want me to talk about this, but I can't not talk <laughs> about so this. Nice. Because these guys, they wanted, I think, I think, I'm not really sure, but I think they wanted to increase the visibility of women. They did. That, at, is, that was their intentions. That actually was and their And what they did is they created this website called Ruby Chicks. Okay, and they they went up to women and they said, "Can I take your picture?" And they would take their picture. They wouldn't always explain there exactly lies what the first they were is exactly. The <laughs> they wouldn't always say what they were going to use it for. And then um, and sometimes they'd take pictures anonymously. And then they created this website where there was this button that says "Upload a chick," you know. Oh, yes. And oh, yes, <laughs> and see. <laughs> but the but the but the it's problem flunk. is, you know, it, it's kind of intimidating. You, you go to a conference and you see that there's a website where you can just upload any picture of any woman, and that's that's a turn it's around. Any of the turn it around. Are, Does it work? Turn it around. Does it work? It's insane. It's insane. It, it, it's well, wrong. well, the other thing too. The other thing too was that there was there was no content. Okay, there was there was no context around the situation, um, and and a lot of people found it somewhat creepy. Um, <laughs> It is creepy. <laughs> I I try I I have I like have this really I don't know whatever I I have a I worry that um, worry is not the right word. I try to look at every situation mm-hmm. as a good intention, positive, and, and so be since, open about it. And since it was a good intention, I wanted to try. I was trying to find the guys because I wanted to be like, um, this is not going to come off quite like I think you guys expected. So let's try to, you know. And they were they were very great about it. Whenever I found them, they were like, you know what. We weren't trying to do anything that, that, like that. We weren't trying to be creepy. And you know what? Here, you, you guys take over the the domain. You guys take it over and, and make it something good if, if you can make something good out of it. And they were really gracious about it. But like <laughs> Jen was saying, there's there they they didn't necessarily understand how that was going to make us feel. You know, they said, hey, can we take your picture? And I'm like, yeah, sure, take my picture. And then I asked, well, what is it for? He's like, Ruby Chicks. And I'm like, okay, well, who started Ruby Chicks? And he's like, <laughs> I did. And I'm like, wait a minute, isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I was like, you got to find me and you got to talk to me about this tomorrow. And I was out drinking. Of course, I didn't want to do this, you know, when I'm drinking. But, and um, things, you know, like, the thing is, is I didn't realize the context in which it was going to be displayed. You know, I didn't realize that it was like, just going to be my picture like there's there's nothing about me he didn't he didn't know my name he didn't know any of our names i mean as they started finding out it's the prototype (laughs) yeah i know but that's what they said they they were like yeah we haven't get get an internet connection yeah (laughs) but the but the point is you know and i and i see desi's point you know these guys are trying to do the right thing maybe but (laughs) if we i have have a few doubts but but these are the guys who are trying to be nice you know just imagine the guys who are not Not trying trying to be nice nice. or the guys who are are being hostile and Mm -hmm. then you and then you Mm -hmm. see what kind of thing we're up against so when we talk about when people say it's reverse discrimination to start a group of women developers to to be able to talk together 
it's not reverse discrimination. It's right. just that we want normal. You know, we want what is normal for. And you're the ones developer. who know what you, you can, need. We would like to define what you need as a yeah. Yeah, exactly. We want to be the ones very defining different thing it. when that women was, promote women versus when men yeah. promote women as, as some promote. sort of <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, basically is, an object for them to stare so, out on the website. So this is the thing that was happening yeah. last night. That when the guy came up to me, he was like, you know, I really want to help. I want to do something. I want to. I want to be a part of this. I want to. And I'm like. That's great. Please keep that enthusiasm, but let us help. Let us figure out how to best engage you because I don't necessarily know that if you just go out and do it, you're going to understand because you're you're not you're not a woman. You don't see the world from my perspective or from every other woman's perspective. I don't see the world from everybody else's perspective either. But I at least have the connections to talk to people and find out like, okay, what does everyone feel? What is what do you guys think beforehand? You know, I mean. So it's it's difficult, right? And and I think you made a really great point, right? which I didn't see coming, um, in that when the guys who are trying to be nice can can kind of cause um, upset, it's 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 hard for other people to imagine what it's like for us to have to do to deal with the ones that don't want to be nice. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a very hard. I went home from uh, RailsConf last year and went to the local Ruby users group, and I was the only woman there. Right. And I had a little rant with all the boys. You know, it was a small enough group so I felt like I could do a rant. And I said, I asked them, do you like what you do? And they were like, oh, yeah, we love We're such a we love it. You know, it's like this is a place where we are ex- experts. This is a place where, like, I was a nerd in high school, right? I was not cool, and now I am cool. I'm smart, <laughs> and I'm bright, and I feel valued. And I said, don't you want your daughters to have that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't you want a Don't you want a world where your daughters can have that feeling? And they were like stunned. It was like the first time they'd ever thought. Like they're they're they feel you know they're having this sort of they're not having a conflict with me. They're, the world is big enough so that there's space enough for them and me right now as adults. But they need to change the world for their children. Yeah. And and it's a point of view that I think there's many of them are young enough so that they don't have yet. But it was clear they were startled by that idea. Like yeah, they didn't I mean, have an obligation to me, but boy, they. They, you could see them all getting fierce all of a sudden when they thought about, I want my daughter to have this cool thing that I have. And yeah. that's a great point, too, because it kind of brings them to this idea. They, they can go to the space, like RubyCon or the Rally Ruby Brigade or whatever, and... and, and yeah, go ahead. And, and they can feel like they're part of a group. They can feel that they're part of a group that understands them, mm-hmm. talks about Ruby. Values but what would them. they feel like if there was only five of them and there are 100 Java developers or COBOL developers that say, but you guys are discriminating against yeah. us. We want to be How part of it, too. Yeah, or, exactly. or even better, non-computer people, right? <laughs> they say, you're discriminating against us. We want to hang out here. you know. And, and it kind of changes the atmosphere a lot. You're not talking about the stuff that you want to talk about. You're not talking about the stuff that you're passionate about because you have to share with all these other opinions that may disagree with you. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of, you know... That's kind of why it's important to have things like deaf chicks or Linux chicks or yeah, sisters. Yeah, exactly. encourage the other. More, wi- more women to go into programming, things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, right. and, and we have to start somewhere. My basic point of view is it's like good for everybody. And if you yeah. don't understand it, I mean, I told them, wouldn't you like it? Okay, so you weren't cool in high school. <laughs> yeah, think about how cool it would be if there were a lot of women here. You could get dates. <laughs> with each other I mean, that's all right with me but i don't think most of you want that and it's a, it's like 
I mean, I feel like one of the things we can bring is like open up, crack your brain open a little bit and see a wider world. Yeah. It's better for everyone. I'm not asking for something for me. I want you to look at what's real and think about how it benefits you. And it's okay with me if you evaluate it in those terms. Yeah, me too. Right? Absolutely. What's in it for you? That seems Absolutely. perfectly. I mean, we all do that, right? I mean, I'm sitting in here saying, what's in this for me? I'm going to change it for me. But yeah. what I would say is it's not a zero-sum game. It, right? Everyone benefits. benefits. Yeah. And it's important to really understand that. And I think if they really understood how much, like, everyone could benefit, everyone would think, wow, we should have more diversity here. It's a good you know, thing. What it, uh, well, I've benefited from this. I think I'm going to wrap it up. Yeah, it looks yeah. like people are coming in. But I hope this conversation keeps going. Uh, Thanks, all. Yeah, we're pretty good at keeping conversations like <laughs> this going. <laughs> Let me just we say do, that I appreciate yeah. hearing having yeah. a forum to listen to each other. Yeah, yeah thanks, yeah. Jeff, for, uh, for doing yeah. this. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for the t-shirts. Where's my t-shirt? <laughs> t-shirts? I'll go get some more. <laughs> 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 Women's medium. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. This has been the Ruby on Rails podcast, sponsored, as always, by Peepcode Screencasts, peepcode.com.